Thank you very much, Bob. Good morning and welcome to Amelic Monday here on your hometown station, 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge, streaming live at dailydodge.com. Amy Hudson here with you on MLK Junior Day. Rob Melick, your hometown lawyer, in the studio with us, just like he is the third Monday of every month. Rob is an estate planning attorney, and you may be thinking, ugh. I don't need an estate plan. Ah, what's an estate plan? It is very, very important to make sure that you leave things in a proper order. And it doesn't have to be scary. Rob really boils things down, simplifies them. And you're not alone if if you're thinking, why do I need an estate plan? Sadly, estate planning really is a topic that most people choose to ignore. And then you run the risk of realizing why it is so very important. So we uh, we talk about quite a few different things during the show. And of course, you are welcome to call with your questions if you need some advice from Rob. This really is your show, and Rob Mielek truly is here to help you. So feel free to reach out and join the conversation at any time on the Wisconsin Dells Lucky Numbers Hotline at 920-885-4446. Not only are we going to say good morning and welcome Rob Mielek to the airwaves, we're also going to wish you a happy new year hi rob hi amy how, how are you i am well thank you happy new year same to you same to you and your family thank you very much um i had uh mentioned with the the hires when i had sandy on the air uh last friday uh while new years are very exciting and and this year is off to a good start uh we talked about you know the the loss not just um you know like in the the celebrity world but on a personal level and i was very sad to hear when you came into the studio today that you also had something to share regarding a loss in your family and our fans and listeners have come to know and I, I'm, I'm going to do it again so I'm just going to call myself out I don't want to mispronounce Fox's name did you I get it, it right you got it Fox the, yep. the bearded dragon the bearded dragon yeah unfortunately uh, she's no longer with us she uh, passed away on January 5th so uh, the boys were a little heartbroken over it I but, bet uh, it's, it's tough that's the first pet they've lost I mean other than like you know carnival goldfish or things like that they live the forever well no they, they don't not in our house <laughs> in they, my house they do they, they barely make it home um but yeah it's it's a little different not nothing against the goldfish community there but uh yeah it's uh, you know it's different you feed the animal every day get to get to know them and or know her excuse me um but yeah so uh, that's a little bit of a uh, little bit of difficult news there but uh the boys are rebounding pretty well and trying to convince mom and dad to get a dog and Whoa, that's, that's not happening that but, is uh, on a whole different oh, yes. level and you also have allergies Allergies, which I do. is part of the reason why you had Fox. That's exactly right, Amy. So, uh, and, and with the schedules we work, I mean, with the hours I put in, my wife's a teacher, uh, and she definitely does not. She's not your typical nine to five teacher either. Uh-huh. She does a lot of work outside the classroom, volunteering on committees, various things. It's just, uh, it's not fair. And the boys, uh, while fairly responsible for twelve and ten year olds, are still twelve and ten year old boys. So, yep. uh, not the greatest thing in the world there. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to hold off on the pet game for a while. But uh, I just wanted to give a little shout out to uh, to Fox there. So. Pretty cool. And yeah. thank you for sharing all the stories. I remember when you welcomed Fox into your family, and I have really enjoyed the updates. And I hope eventually I get to meet your boys because they sure. just sound like the coolest boys. My daughter Millicent is here hanging out at the studio today. Our offices are formerly closed sure. um, for MLK Junior Day, so. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. I, I was both of the boys at different points of the weekend expressed interest in coming today. Oh my goodness! Um, but when uh, Dad had to leave at six thirty, now granted, both <laughs> both boys were awake. I will say that. 
Uh, both of them were too engrossed in their video games and their rare off day from school and hockey, although my younger son does have hockey practice tonight. Uh, I couldn't convince either of them to come out. So uh, <laughs> that was the plan, Amy. And they definitely couldn't come together because that would be a fight. They, they'd be throwing haymakers uh, right next to us here if they were both here. But, uh, What's that? What's a haymaker? Punches. Oh. Top punches, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they're they're brawlers with each other. But, well, my uh, girls don't do yeah, that. There's well, there's no making of the hay like yeah, that. There's, in the there's, a ge- there's a gender difference. I'm glad I touched the word haymaker today. <laughs> Every day's so, a learning day. You bet. It's not even an estate planning term either. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, no. It's uh, I would have brought one of them. I'm not sure which one. I would have brought. But like I said, they over the weekend each of them said, "Yeah, Dad, I'll come in. I want to be on the radio." But come uh, when push came to shove, literally and figuratively, uh, they weren't here. So <laughs> it's kind of, kind of the way it goes. But maybe uh, next time. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So I was uh, thinking on my way into the studio here today about when the two of us started working together and hosting your show here the third Monday of every month. And it's really been a pleasure for me. Um, I've learned so much and I really, I really appreciate this part of what I get to do as part of our Good Cumber Brands WBEV family, which is educate people and help them. And that is really what you do as an estate planning attorney. It is. I mean, you mentioned kind of at the outset that it's a topic that a lot of people don't like discussing, a lot of people don't like thinking about. And broadly speaking, I, I kind of find that falls into two camps. The one most logical, well, I don't know about logical, but the most frequent camp, and I, I understand where people are coming from, even though it's inherently illogical, is the idea that, oh, I'm not going to pass away right now. I don't need to worry about that. And again, I always use the phrase, nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. Uh-uh. Uh, every one of us is one moment away from incapacity, one moment away from death. Uh, death will occur. Uh, 100% chance we're all going to pass away at some point in time. Uh, so why not have a plan in place for as long as possible to make sure that your wishes come to fruition, that, that the estate goes as quickly, as inexpensively as possible to the people that you love? I, I always tell my clients, most of my clients work very hard for the money. They make sacrifices, they put in time on jobs, and they've earned the right to determine where the money goes once they pass away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what an estate plan allows you to do. And that kind of ties into the second issue as to why people don't do it. And it's literally and figuratively preaching to the choir here, right? Uh, people just don't know what an estate plan can do. Uh, right. I've seen that so many times. Like I said, I'm a first-generation lawyer. Uh, I've just They don't teach you this in law school. But uh, I've just seen so many times in my practice that there is such a disconnect when I meet with clients in terms of what they believe that an estate plan can do and what an estate plan actually can do for them. And throughout the course of the show here, I intend to highlight some of those uh, really compelling examples of very important things that an estate plan can do that most people don't know an estate plan can do. I always talk about polling 100 people at Walmart. You pull 100 adults at Walmart and you ask them various questions about estate planning, the majority of them are not going to get that information correct based on what they think they know or what they've heard or what they've seen on TVs and in movies. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people rely upon that as truth. Oh, boy. I guess if you don't have any other resource, I suppose that makes sense. But that's why there's professionals like us out there Mm -hmm. who can guide clients and prospective clients and explain to them, here, here's what an estate plan can do for you. Because, you know, I mean, we've worked together for a long time, Amy. I'm a big fan of giving my clients information. Absolutely. It's a a cliche, but knowledge is power, right? I mean, you can't make an informed decision unless you have full information. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, in fact, I'd argue probably 95% out of the time, my prospective clients come to me without full and complete information. Either they just don't have the information or, even worse, the information they have is actually incorrect. And that's my job as the estate planning attorney to set my prospective clients straight on what the law is, what an estate plan can do. And at that point, it's up to them. Mm-hmm. It's up to that, them as to whether they see the value in the estate plan. But we cannot even begin to have a discussion on value or terms of an estate plan until you know 
what an estate plan can do for you. What is, if you, so there are so many things that an estate plan can do. If you had to pick, what what's the biggest, like, what, like, aha moment that people have when, when they come in for that initial conversation? What are they really surprised about? I think it depends on the demographic, Amy. I, I, I think that the... Again, just based on human nature, there is a misconception that estate plans are only for the elderly and the wealthy. Okay, not the case. Not the case at all. But among that, that you know, is the largest contingent of clients I have. Uh, I don't know about wealth, but I would say most of my the average age of my client I'd say is probably mid fifties. Okay, I would say that's the average age of my client. I mean, I, I definitely have some clients who are older, and I definitely have some clients who are younger. But if I had to put everyone together and divide them by the number of clients, I'd say probably mid fifties. Oh man, I'm almost there. There you go. Well, f- fair enough. I better set my appointment. You, you, I keep saying that I can't deny it. You, you don't. You don't look it, Amy. But uh, we'll keep it at that. Really, even so. in my Mickey Mouse. Is yeah. it the Mickey Mouse baseball cap today that's keeping me young? I'm no, such I, a fashion icon well, in the clearly, studio today. As we're both wearing hooded sweatshirts here for the benefit of the people uh, listening at home. No, I, I it, it, again, it's just at that age, most people have a general understanding. Hey, this is something I ought to do. You know, I'm approaching retirement. Maybe whatever the case is, my kids are leaving the home. I'm an empty nester. This is something I ought to do. For that group of people, probably the biggest aha moment is the belief that my prospective clients come into the meeting with of, I want to have a will. Rob, can you draft a will for me? And what I always tell my prospective clients is that a will is a type of estate planning document, but it's not the only type of estate planning document. In fact, most people who who just have wills are inadequately served by their estate plans for the simple reason that creating a will does not guarantee that the estate avoids probate. That's one of the biggest misconceptions, probably the biggest misconception my prospective clients have because they've heard, well, I had a will, it went well, and, and wills can avoid probate, but they're not guaranteed to avoid probate. No. So let's let's back up half step and, and talk a little bit about what probate is. Because okay. again, I'd be willing to bet that most people listening to this have heard the term probate before, but maybe they don't know the exact ins and outs of it and why it's so important to create an estate plan that's guaranteed to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Probate's the process where a court oversees the administration of an estate. When an estate goes to probate, there's a series of hearings, a series of filings, a series of deadlines, a series of events that occur before assets go from the name of the deceased to the name of the beneficiaries. Okay, As an estate planning attorney, my goal is to encourage my clients, as I've stated before, to create estate plans that are guaranteed to avoid probate. Why do we want to avoid probate? There's three main reasons. The first is cost. Average cost to probate in a state right now in the state of Wisconsin is between five to $10,000. That's an average. Some are more, some are less. The second is timing. Average length of probate in the state of Wisconsin is between 12 to 18 months. The third reason is publicity. Wills are public record. Not only are the wills public record, but the amount and the character of the assets are also public record. And let me explain that third point because I think when I explain this, the third point is the one that kind of creates confusion. So let me give an example to explain that, okay? okay? I'm on the radio right now. There are many people listening to me who have never met me. They don't know me from Adam, okay? I will tell you my distribution under my estate plan. It's not really a surprise. If I die first, everything goes to my wife. If my wife predeceases me or if we pass away simultaneously, everything gets split between my two sons 50-50 upon them reaching the age of 30. Okay. That's it. That is my that, estate That's plan. it. I, I am happy to disclose that to anybody. Okay. That is very clean-cut, straightforward. It is very straightforward, okay? But that's only part of the equation. Okay. If the estate goes through probate, everything that I own that passes through probate becomes public record. And that I'm not 
willing to share over the radio no. with people that I've never met before, right? I mean, that's something that I keep with uh, my family and my financial advisor and my accountant, and that, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. So that's the difference. People think, well, what do I care if it becomes public record? Well, that's only half the equation. Yeah. The other half is what the value of the assets are, and, and I don't think I'm unique in that regard. I think most people would not be comfortable with the public knowing what they had and in what vehicle they had that asset. But that's what happens when you go through probate. When you go through probate, among other things, you have to file an inventory with the court where you state to the penny the value of the assets that you had at the time of your passing that have to pass through probate. So again, privacy is a big thing. So just to kind of recap, the three negatives of probate, cost, five to 10,000, timing, 12 to 18 months, and the fact that it's all public record. Now that should beg the question, okay, probate's bad. How do we avoid it? <laughs> right? Yeah. And under Wisconsin law, there's only two ways to avoid probate. And this is where I have to have a discussion with my prospective clients uh, to see you know, w- what their thought process is. And I think we may have a call. So. Yeah. Um, really appreciate Bob producing the show today. Uh, he is with us in the studio. Rob Milik of Milik Law is here. And of course, uh, ready to take your questions. So give us a call on the Wisconsin Dells Lucky Numbers hotline at 920-885-4446. And we are going to head over uh, to the phones and uh, we'll see how it goes. Good morning. You're on the air with Rob Mielek of Mielek Law. Morning, Amy. How are you? I am. Thank you, Tyler. Happy New Year to you. You are on the air with Rob. Do you have a question? Actually, yes. Um, Both my parents are in the 60s. My dad's going to be turning 70 next year, believe it or not. That's a big one. How early should they create a will? Uh, they should have created one yesterday, with all due respect. Uh, if, to the extent they can't create one yesterday, they should create one as soon as possible. Uh, I, I'd argue everyone over the age of 18 should have something in place, but certainly uh, as people get older, it becomes even more important because the likelihood of surviving another X number of days, years, months uh, increases, of course, over time. So uh, I'd be more than happy to uh, to assist them if that's the case, or if uh, there's someone else you'd rather assist, uh, just get it done, I guess is my main point there. Make sure that those assets go where you want them to go and make sure that uh, they go to the, in the manner in which you want them to go. And how can folks reach out to you, Rob? What is the number? Thank you, Tyler. Sure, sure. My number is 262-347-3444. Again, 262-347-3444. And you have a few offices here, there, and everywhere, one of which is in West Bend. And I thought of you when I was over there a couple of weeks ago, that Christmas tree. You know I'm I'm kind of a fanatic when it comes to Christmas tree lights. Um, But that tree in in the downtown, absolutely gorgeous. It is. So folks um, can see you there. Also, Beaver Dam over at the higher office in the Heritage Mall. Um, Germantown. Germantown. That's my, that's my main <laughs> office. Yep. And you got one more. Um, Another city me. favorite of yours. Okay. Oh, Port Washington. Port Washington. Yes, Yes, ma'am. one of my favorite cities in Wisconsin. That's right. Yep. The four offices. Again, uh, for most people in the listening audience, Beaver Dam's probably me the closest location. Uh, Sandy lets me use her office. So we uh, meet over at Higher Insurance there in the uh, Heritage Hills Mall. Uh, right next to the uh, Joanne Fabrics. Uh, but I also do have offices in Germantown, Port Washington, and West Bend. So, all right. Yep, you got them all right, Amy. Good job. <laughs> ding, ding. Even in the new year, you got oh, it. Oh, my so. goodness. We're going to head back to the phones. Good morning. You're on the air with Rob Milik, your hometown lawyer of Milik Law. And if you would please turn your, your radio down, we'd be happy to uh, get your call on the air. Uh, get your call on the air. 
It's okay. Um, the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dolls Lucky Numbers hotline is 920-885-4446. If you are a first-time caller to the show, please keep in mind how important it is for you to turn your radio down in the background so we don't get that that feedback. And I think our, our uh, listener is calling back here. Um, we didn't have – it was Friday the 13th last Friday, Rob, and uh, smooth sailing with the higher show. So I love Good. that we're just kind of going over Absolutely. all the bumps in the road here. We are going to head back to the phones. Good morning. You're on the air with Rob Milik of Milik Law. Hi. Good morning. My name, is, my name is John. Hi, John. And I'm 63 year old, and I'm single, and I'm retired. And I was wondering, how do I, if I want to give my Social Security to a person that I love very much, and we're not married, how do I do that? Well, I am not the Social Security expert. That would be the hires who are on every Friday. Uh, but my limited understanding of that is that the only way that can be passed on is through marriage or if the person is a minor uh, dependent. So uh, if this is a non-marriage, non-child situation, I am not aware of any way to do it. Uh, but you could certainly call the folks at Hire. I can give you their number, and I'm sure they might be able to help you out with that. They're uh, 920-887-0580. Thank you very much for the call. The Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dells Lucky Numbers Hotline is 920-885-4446. If you have a question for Rob Mielek, he is your go-to guy when it comes to making sure you have an estate plan and uh, also making sure that you understand the ins and outs of what an estate plan can do for you. Um, Bob, did we want to take a break at the bottom of the hour or do you want to roll a little closer to the top? Let's keep rolling. Let's do it. Or no? Okay, um, let, I just wasn't sure with everything that had been happening throughout the hour. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with your hometown lawyer, Rob Milik of Milik Law, here on your hometown station, 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. Thanks so much, Bob. Good morning and welcome back. It is Milik Monday here on your hometown station, 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. Also streaming live at DailyDodge.com. I'm Amy Hudson. I am so happy to be in the studio with Rob Milik, your hometown lawyer. Rob joins us the third Monday of every month here on your hometown station, 95.3 WBEV. And this is where we talk about real life stuff. And you, Mr. Rob Milik, make it easy. And there is nothing that, even though while folks it's easy for me to say there's nothing to be nervous about uh, regarding putting your estate plan together. Um, really, it, it starts with a conversation, starts with that uh, education component. So people understand what an estate plan can do for them. And early on in the show, uh, you had shared how oftentimes people think, well, it's just, you know, for someone who's getting getting older uh, and uh, aging. Not at all. Um, and for where people are in the different stages of their life, that can also affect um, even an existing estate plan. They might need to make changes. You can't just set it and forget it. That's right. And I run into that quite a bit. People think it's just something to check off the list. And once they're done with it, they're done with it. And uh, 
it's a cliche, but the two-word phrase I use a lot is life happens. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the life events that were in place at the time you set up that initial estate planning set of documents may not necessarily be the same um, state of the world right now. Mm-hmm. I always talk about the three Ds and a B, death, divorce, disability, and birth. Those are four life events that do occur and, and oftentimes will cause people to want to update their estate plans. Uh, but you mentioned earlier, and I want to kind of tie back to this, Amy, okay. the idea of, of the group of people or the thing that would surprise most people about an estate plan. And I talked about the most common demographic, which as we talked about, it would be the the couple approaching retirement, you know, late 50s, early 60s, mm-hmm. the average generic client that I have. But there's a group of people who really should have an estate plan who don't. And there's actually two groups that I want to kind of emphasize here. Okay. The first we have are the people who are right around the age of 18. Uh, again, we have children who are roughly the same age, Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, my oldest will be 13 in a couple weeks. Oh! Finally have a teenager. Yeah, Yikes. believe that or not. Get so, ready, mister. Yeah, that's a little scary, <laughs> having a teenager. He already acts like a teenager, so we're, we're good there. So does my daughter, Millie, oh, who's sure 10. Enough. Sure enough, yep. Uh, so, yeah, in that regard, I mean, in five years, he'll be 18. Yeah. In the moment a child turns 18, we as parents lose the ability to make financial or medical decisions for them if they become incapacitated. That's probably the fact that one, the fewest people know until I tell them, mm-hmm. and two, the one that is arguably the scariest as a parent. Absolutely. You know, the hypothetical I've always walked through, and you've heard me say this a million times, Amy, is the idea that we have an 18-year-old child who is still in high school. In fact, especially nowadays with people holding children back more frequently for pedagogical reasons, mm-hmm. there are many more children who are 18 and still in high school than when I went. I have a summer birthday, so I was 17 when I graduated high school, but there are many people who will, gra- who will graduate high school at 18. And the moment that child turns 18, still a senior in high school, if they are involved in a situation where they lose capacity, the most common example being a car accident, and they're taken to the hospital, they're in a coma, we as parents, unless we have estate planning documents in place for that 18-year-old, not only cannot make medical decisions on his or her behalf, we can't even find out about their medical condition. Because a, a medical practitioner sharing that information without that person's consent which of course they can't give if they're in a coma, Mm -hmm. violates their HIPAA rights. And again, most people have heard about HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. It's basically a set of federal statutes that determine when and under what circumstances our medical information can be shared. Now, I think again, going back to my polling example, if you polled 118 year olds at Walmart and asked them, if you were involved in a car accident, taking the hospital in a coma, would you want your parents to be able to make medical decisions and receive information? I'd be willing to bet 99 of them would. The problem is it's, it's not all 100, and that's not how the law is set up. The law says unless you as an 18-year-old affirmatively give consent through an estate plan to have your parents not only be able to make medical decisions but receive information, mm-hmm. the presumption is that they cannot. And as a parent, that's scary. We're not there yet, Amy, but we're going to get there. I know. Right? And, and it's a simple matter of giving people that information. And you've heard me say this multiple times. I don't say this to scare people. I'm not trying to scare people into uh, setting up these types of documents here. I'm trying to give people full information Mm -hmm. because, as we discussed before, knowledge is power. We cannot make fully informed decisions unless we have full information, and that's what the reality is. We have an 18-year-old child. That child becomes incapacitated. If they don't have an estate plan, we as parents get nothing. That's something people need to know about. That's very true. Absolutely. So that's one group. The second group of people who I find need an estate plan but really do not know that they need to have an estate plan are young parents. We talked about parents with older children, right? Children reaching the age of 18. But what about that newlywed couple that is expecting their first child? 
What type of estate plan do they need? Because most of the people in that group are not thinking estate plans. What type of estate plan does a young couple like that well, need? That's what they need. They, at a bare minimum, need to be able to have powers of attorney, as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. right? Mother is carrying the child. Mother goes into labor. Something bad happens with labor. Husband, even as a husband, can't make medical decisions for the wife at that point in time unless they have a power of attorney in place. Wow. So that's one group, but also for guardianship purposes. That's another thing that most people don't know about. And I get it. I mean, I'm a father. Father, you're a mother. You know the, the the miracle of childbirth and having a child and all that other stuff is wonderful. But what a lot of people don't think about is what happens if mom and dad pass away. Right. A lot of people incorrectly believe that well, the, the, the parents will just get the child, or they'll go with my sister or my brother or somebody else, and that's simply not the case. It could even be in writing because I'll have clients say to me, well, we have a notarized letter that says that my sister gets the children. What I want to say is, well, that's great, but it's not worth the paper it's written on. It won't, it won't stand up <laughs> that, in a court of law. That's exactly right. The only way that guardianship can be accomplished is through an estate plan where you affirmatively nominate whom you want to serve as guardians of the children. And again, that is something that most people just don't know about. You know, Hopefully the final time I'll say this today, polling 100 people at Walmart. You poll 100 couples, husbands, wives, doesn't matter, Pull them at Walmart and ask them, if you and your spouse were to pass away, what would be the way, the only way to determine guardianship? And you're going to get probably less than 25% they're going to talk about wills. They, they have no idea. So I'm just letting people know that if you're in that situation, or even if you're not in that situation, but you have children of your own who are in that situation, mm-hmm. they need to at least be aware of the consequences of not having an estate plan. A court could end up determining guardianship of the minor children. That's very scary. It is scary. And the other thing, too, is it's also a matter of whom do you want to have serve? And I'm going to speak to you specifically here, Amy, but you don't have to do anything. <laughs> oh, I'm boy, spotlight I, Well, on. no, no, no I'm, I'm looking at you, yeah. but I'm not expecting an answer here. But, you know, you and your husband may or may not have had that discussion. And, and there's two things I would say. One, it's certainly possible you and your husband may disagree on whom you'd want to serve as guardians, right? Mm-hmm. That has to get resolved. But here's the other issue. And again, this is one of those things. First generation lawyer, never learned this in law school. I would say, Amy, a little less than half of my clients who are in this situation will choose a non-relative to serve as guardian. The first time I heard you share that, Rob, I was really shocked by that. Right. But again, if you think, and I'm not saying your specific situation, but if you think in general, what are some of the factors that you look for? One would be somebody who shares similar beliefs. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have a friend, a family friend who shares those similar beliefs and they have a child who's roughly your child's age, I mean, as adults, that's who we socialize with, you know? And I know my wife's listening right now because she's off school today, but that's the idea. Most of our friends at our age are generated by either work acquaintances who generally tend to be close to our age or the parents of people who are friends with our children. And those are almost always within our age demographic, Mm -hmm. right? And perhaps you see that person as someone who would do a better job of raising your children than maybe a sibling or a family member. I hate to say this, but we choose our friends. We're stuck with our family, right? (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we can love our family all day long, but at the same time, we affirmatively choose the people that we socialize with. We don't get to choose who our family members are. And as a result of that, a lot of people will decide to pick a non-family member to serve as guardian. And that non-family member has basically a 0% chance of going into court if parents pass away and saying, yeah, I know I'm not related, but you know, Jane and Joe really wanted me to serve as the guardian. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's not going to happen. It, it, it's very unlikely that a court, even exercising the best of faith, is going to award guardianship to a non-family member. Now, of course, 
as the parents, we can determine that by having a well-drafted estate plan that determines those guardians. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is this, because I mean, I do have a fair amount of clients who either hear this from me or hear it anecdotally or hear it from an existing client of mine and they go forward with it. And the common refrain that I hear from them, maybe, which doesn't really surprise me is, Money is what it is. If an estate has to go through probate, it has to go through probate. Yeah, there'll be a loss of money. The most important thing for people in our situation is having guardianship paperwork in place. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing because that represents the largest deficiency with an estate plan. Imagine having the fate of your children being determined by a court and a bunch of people trying to make their best case as to why they ought to serve as guardians. That's already going to be difficult on people who just lost their uh, parents at a relatively Absolutely. young age to have people fighting back and forth as to who should serve as guardians. And that's in a situation where you have good options. Oh, there are many circumstances <laughs> where there are not so great options among family members, and then that becomes really difficult. Mm-hmm. So, again, that is one thing that I would urge the listeners here today to think about is even if you're not in the situation, you may know somebody who's in that situation. Maybe it's a child of yours. Maybe it's a coworker of yours to at least get the full information and tell them, hey, were you aware? aware that if we don't have this in place, that we don't get to be able to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So, And that's something that, again, we as parents think about. It's something that my wife and I have given a lot of thought to. It's something that a lot of my clients, again, until they, unless they know about it ahead of time, once they do know about it, that's when they start really giving thought. And, and it does happen mm-hmm. where parents will disagree. Oh, of course. And, and I will tell you this. I think I may, I think this may be a new one for you. I mean, we've been working oh together for so long here. I, I don't know if I told you this one. I had a situation where that came up, okay, where, where parents uh, parents could not agree on guardianship. Oh, boy. And the resolution of this came at me at about 3 in the morning one night when I couldn't sleep. Even odd years. If we pass away in an even year, it goes to his parents. If we pass away in an odd year, it goes to her parents. Look at you being the king of compromise. Perfectly legal, right? (laughs) I mean, it's splitting the proverbial pie in half, right? I I didn't even know that was an option. I I mean, again, I am not aware of legally why that couldn't be an option. I mean, it's it's, it's a set standard. It's it's a year, and it's the year in which the second spouse passes away. Because, again, the most common scenario there, of course, would be both spouses passing away simultaneously. Car accident, plane Mm -hmm. crash, whatever the case is. But it certainly could be the case that one spouse spouse passes away in March and in a completely unrelated incident, the other spouse passes away a couple months later or a couple mm-hmm. years later. Like That absolutely could happen. I mean, sure. when you're talking about the ages of people who typically have children under the age of 18, the common accident is the most likely scenario mm-hmm. for both of them passing away, but it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that they pass away separately, but relatively close in time together, or at least while well, at least one of the children is under the age of 18. Sure. And that's where that guardianship provision really comes into play. So how was that solution mm-hmm. received by the couple? Well, they loved it. Okay. They loved it. I, I, I probably mentioned this, I'd say, about a dozen times to various clients, and every single one are like, yep, that's what we want to do. You're brilliant, Rob like, brilliant. About, I don't know about brilliant, but they will. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They do appreciate the advice. And again, sure. I, you know, I always explain there's there's a difference between rob the lawyer and rob the person, right? I mean, as, as rob the person, that's a concern. I have two children, just like you have mm-hmm. children, just like my clients have children. And it's important to come up with a compromise that makes sense. And in certain situations, it's clear cut. And if it's clear cut, great. But oftentimes, different spouses can have different opinions. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, just the way it goes. I mean, oh, yeah. two people who get along swimmingly can disagree about things. It's, uh-huh. just, it's just the way it goes. And this is one way to kind of resolve that a little bit. And it also can change in time. That's the other issue, too. When you have young children, especially with grandparents, I, I see that all the time with grandparents, right? If you have very young children, grandparents make a lot of sense. Sure. The problem becomes 
you know, for every year that a child gets older, so too, of course, do the grandparents right. get older, right? So if I had my first child when my mother was 63, well, now she's 81 by the time Hudson's 18. Boy. That's a big difference, right? Yeah. That, that That's something that needs to be accounted for. And it can change over time, you know? It, 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 it varies. And it's that, that going back to the point we mentioned before, that's why it's so critical to make sure estate plans stay up to date mm-hmm. because of those life events that occur. They may cause you to want to update the scenario. There's also a difference between having one child and having five children, right? I mean, (laughs) if if you're in that situation, you normally start with one, right? You start with one and then you add on from there. And uh, who you may have serve as the guardian for your only child may not necessarily be the one you want to have to have all five children uh, under that scenario. So again, making sure they stay up to date and and just making sure you're generally aware of that. Mm -hmm. You're running the risk. Again, is it likely that any given couple or both spouses are going to pass away before the children are 18? Of course not. Of course, that's not the likely scenario, mm-hmm. but the chance and probability of it is not zero. Right. And because it's not zero, it's something we at least need to be aware of. And there is a very easy and quick solution. Create an estate plan. Yeah. And you never have to worry about it. And then those provisions fall off. That's another thing. I, I'll get that call every now and then. Yeah, my oldest child now turned 18. I need to revise the document. Like, well, no, we just don't apply the guardianship aspect okay. anymore. It just falls off. So, because I've had that, you know, people like my, my kids are in their 30s, they're in their 40s. I said, well, that's great. We don't have to redo the document just because mm-hmm. of that. It's just that part is moot now. We don't have to worry about it. Sure. It's nice not to have to worry about everything. Sure. Um, but no, when, when folks do have to come in and uh, make those changes, you know, when we talked about those big life events, um, you do that at uh, no additional cost to Correct. update those docs. Correct. Well, when I do the initial underlying documents and people want to make revisions, yeah, I do not charge for those revisions because, again, I've learned that in my experience, you know, a lot of clients are not happy with the fact that they have to choose between paying money to update a document or living with an out-of-date inferior document. So. I avoid that. If you're an initial client of mine and we uh, do the initial set of documents, you want to make changes down the road, uh, I don't charge for those changes. Again, for those of you who are new to the station, I'm, I'm 41 years old. So, again, I intend to be practicing for a long time. I mean, it's outside my control as far as capacity or death. Uh, but short of that, I intend to be doing what I'm doing. I really enjoy what I do, you so do. I, I intend to be doing it for a while. So the ability to make those changes hopefully is something that will last for a very long time, and hopefully one of my boys will take over the practice down the road, and they'll be able to honor that as well. So I hope so. I, I know Grady's listening here, so that's why I want to throw him a shout-out <laughs> there. Is he really? Yeah, my wife's been texting me that, that uh, she and he are listening right now. So, oh, that's uh, awesome. Hi, Grady. Yeah, there you go. Hi, Grady. Hi, Erica. Uh, give a shout out to both of them. If Hudson's listening, we'll give him a shout out too. But my guess is Hudson's not listening. No, playing video games like my daughter Millicent is doing. That, in my that's that's right about right. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure my phone will light up in a little bit after the delay, and I'll find out exactly who's listening. But I know Grady and Eric are listening because uh, she said so. Um, she's off school today. She's a teacher. So uh, with MLK Junior Day, she's yeah. off. So. Oh, good for her. Yeah. It's nice. Um, you know, time is very valuable. Uh, we went through an exercise recently, like to find out what your personal top value is. Mine is time. Sure. I value my time. I value the time of others. When people are thinking, oh man, I don't have time for this. This is going to take forever to get an estate plan. I already have a will. I think people would be really surprised at how swiftly that process moves. Yeah. I, I would say in the average situation, and again, no two situations are identical, but I'd mm-hmm. say in the average situation, when somebody meets with me for an initial client consult, I'd say my initial meeting, first of all, it's always free, uh, but typically takes about 35 to 45 minutes. Oh my goodness. If that. And And then the second uh, meeting where we sign the documents typically also takes about 35 to 45 minutes. So you're looking at at most an investiture of about an hour and a half. Uh, And again, I 
with all the humility, this is the entirety of what I do. This is the entirety of my practice as estate planning. You know, there are some attorneys who are generalists. They, they, they practice in various areas of the law. I focus almost exclusively on estate planning. So I'm able to streamline the process with all due humility. I, I know the questions to ask. I, I know how to elicit the information I need to elicit. And, and it is not as much of an investiture of time as some people may think it is. And I also make house calls, too. So That's the best. And you like to text. You're not do. shy about doing that. Not at all. I, I am a millennial, technically. So, uh, yeah, texting is great. Um, Are we going to have an argument now because I'm a Gen Xer? Oh, no, we don't need to Okay, have no I, fisticuffs here. I, I, I get along with everybody there. <laughs> Generation issues don't matter to me, Amy. But, no, I, uh, I'm on the tail end of the millennial, but a, technically a millennial nonetheless. But, uh, yes, uh, I'm happy to make house calls. I'm happy to receive texts. And, again, I'll give you my number here. Uh, my number is 262 Three four seven three four 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 again two six two three four seven three four four four. Do have offices in uh, Beaver Dam is the office that the majority of the listeners here would be closest to. Uh, Sandy lets me Sandy Hire lets me use her office. Also have offices in Germantown, Port Washington, and West Bend. As I mentioned, I do make house calls. I always offer free initial consultations, and I do a four to twenty percent discount to WBEV listeners. So uh, if you do decide to call, mention you heard me on WBEV, and we'll extend that twenty percent discount. That's really generous of you. And um, I again, I think this is our third year hosting the show together. It is. Okay, so happy anniversary to Same us. To you. <laughs> Do you have any plans for the rest of your day since the family's off, the wife is off, the kids are home? Yeah, well, I have a couple appointments here in Beaver Dam. Okay. Uh, I have a couple signings out here. And then, um, as I mentioned before, I'm a head hockey coach for my youngest son, Hudson's hockey team. Uh, we do have practice tonight uh, despite the uh, despite the holiday. So uh, I'll be down at that. We are uh, struggling this year, Amy. Okay, I was honestly just going to ask how the team is doing because I really do enjoy yeah. these updates. Yeah. And with how busy you are, how busy sure. the family is, you may time for those things that are really important our Absol- kiddos absolutely and the team is um you know they're 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 making their way they're they're trying to find their stride it's a struggle we are two <laughs> 15 and two um two 15 and two, and two. we've won okay. two games we've lost 15 we've tied two but oh my uh, goodness. we were just yeah it's not great uh we were up in chippewa falls this past not this past weekend but the weekend before and uh we tied a game but tournament rules it goes to a sh- uh, overtime period in a shootout we lost in the shootout so that would have been a tie had it been an ordinary situation but uh, the kids are playing hard. It's uh, you know it's 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 interesting uh, coaching a team that uh, is struggling record wise, and it's all the head coach's fault. I will take full responsibility for that. Uh, but they're they're improving, and uh, yeah, you're we'll taking full responsibility for that. I love it. You bet. <laughs> always, I always blame the head coach, and I'll even say that to Hudson on the way home. Like this was all the coach's fault. Yeah, yeah, we lost ten to two, but it's the coach's fault. So, got to got to take the blame where I can. But you're uh, making memories. I am, and, and that's the thing. I always say they're not going to remember them going two fifteen and two. They're going to remember getting pizza after the game. They're going to remember how cool their dad is, you know, who was the best hockey coach ever. <laughs> about that, but they're going to have fun with that. But uh, you know, getting milk getting milkshakes, a quick trip, little things like that. That's that's what they remember long after this. So that's good. It's good. good. Well, good we should have a couple more wins on our schedule. The two teams, we the only two wins we've had, we play each of those teams again. So hope for the best there. Rob, always a pleasure. Rob Milik of Milik Law. Rob is your hometown lawyer. Don't hesitate. Reach out. Get things in motion. If you have those estate planning documents that need to be updated, do so. Share your number again, please, Rob. It is 262-347-3444. Again, 262-347-3444. Free initial consultations and 20% discount for WBEV listeners. All right. Third Monday of every month on the air with Rob Milik, your hometown lawyer, here on your hometown station, 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge.